Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Ben Worthy the Podcast, a special conversation series that provides a safe space for women of color to share their worthy aha moment. I'm your host, Dominique Clark. And sis, I'm here to remind you that you've been worthy. Hey, Ben Worthy Beauties. Welcome to Ben Worthy the Podcast limited series, God Therapy Yoga Wine, featuring my sister in love, Renee Clark. Hey, sis, hey. Hey. (laughs) So listen, we decided to invite you into our sister talks, conversations we've had as black women and sisters that have moved our relationship forward and our lives. And of course, I'm so excited about it. So Renee, tell us all about God Therapy Yoga Wine. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. So God Therapy Yoga Wine is a community forum where we hope to inspire women to pursue their passion and live out their purpose now by sharing tips around self-care routines and how you put into place best practices and or resources um, to live in your purpose every day. Yes, here for it. I love it. Okay, so listen, this series has been so good so far. If you've been with us, thank you so much for joining us and listening in and sharing. We appreciate it. We have another amazing episode for you right now, and we're talking about when your body fails you right mm-hmm. and that's a big I mean that's a big thing how often do we really talk about that mm-hmm. and what does that really mean and so when I think about when your body fails you I think about difficult childbirth mm. medical conditions or long-term illnesses that have left us feeling like my body is a bit broken right mm-hmm. something's not right um, and I think it's something we can all relate to just having a time when our bodies was not operating at full potential and we kind of felt unlike ourselves um so I wanted to get your opinion on what it means to you when your body fails. Yeah, I, and I think this topic is a very vulnerable topic, um, not just for me, but I think for a lot of women and specifically black women and women of color. Yeah. Um, because we are have, in medically speaking, health speaking, we're very quiet about the things that we struggled with um, from medical perspectives. Yeah. And so... We're, we're nervous to tell people when things have happened, either out of fear of judgment, like, right. what are you doing that this has happened to you? And or, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but and or, we don't even talk about it at the tables um, mm. because mom's the word, especially when it comes to talking about things around reproductive health. Right. And so for me, right. when your body fails um, was a topic because there was a point in time for me in 2016 where I was going to my doctor and I started having to have unclear readings or inconclusive readings, irregularities in different scans. And I'm like, what's going on? Because for right. the most of my life, I've been active. I have been in dance all of my life. And so I've always been active. Never had a problem really with health. And then to start getting test results that were inconclusive. Right. Everything goes through your mind, right? And so for me, when your body fails, is what do you do 
when your body isn't operating how you're used to it operate? Yeah. And how do you how do you start to address those issues? What do you do to do a check and a scan of yourself and say, what have I been putting in my body that might be doing this? What's in my environment that might be impacting this? And yes. so when your body fails, to really shine a light on the importance of being in tune to your physical body um, and not being afraid as women and women yeah. of color to talk about the issues that you face from a health perspective. Because a number of things are genetic. Yes. Um, and, a, and a number of things are a result of your environment. And so I'm not a healthcare professional at all. Neither one of us. At all. <laughs> and so I... We will point to resources and share right. those, but I think it's important to uncover, take back the veil, open up the curtain and say that you, you got to be aware and in tune because yeah. it's so important. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Um, and for yourself and for um, the people you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important to your point earlier to remove the shame. Mm-hmm. That may be associated with you feeling like my body is not doing what it's supposed to do or what it used to do. So what do you do to be more accepting and positive about mm-hmm. your body? And how do we move beyond my body is a failure, that narrative? Mm. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today and yeah. really like dive into. So talk to me about a time when your body failed you. Yeah. So again, here I was in 16 getting these results from my doctor and I was blown away. Yeah. And so in this moment of honesty and transparency, transparency, those tests were in my reproductive area. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time ever in life, they started finding growth in my uterus. Yeah. What in the world? You know, like. And my, this is 16. 16. Yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like, where yeah. would they come from? What is happening? And so went through six months, nine months of testing just to try to figure out. So I'm talking about. You know, scans every month. I'm talking about laser stuff. They're doing biopsies. And I'm freaked out because we couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. So my daughter was like, well, the answer is we're going to go have this surgery. And I said, oh, you're not cutting me open. At 16? 2016. No, I wasn't 16. In the year 2016. Oh, Lord. Okay, so let's... She was yeah. not 16 with these scans. She, it was 2016. 20, okay, because see, so I'm thinking this is happening at 16. I'm like, oh, my God. No. So, <laughs> okay. so, I w- so not at 16, but probably when I was 20, 21. That it started. Um, okay. I had a mammogram scare. Okay. So that was, you know, and that was, like, real. So, yeah. I mean, um, but the, and this is real, too. And so um, he was like, well, we're going to go in surgically, remove it. And I was like, no. Yeah. So first, let's figure out what it is. So let's let's find a natural route. And so I said, I want to take a step back and think about what's going in my body. So put me on some sort of diet. I was like, stress, activity, all those things, and let's figure out what's going on. And so but I was like, oh, so being joking, right? So I will say this too. Be willing to get second and third opinions and push yeah. back on doctors because 
all the time surgery is shouldn't be the go-to answer. And so he was like, oh, so you want to be natural. Yeah, like I want to try everything else before you start cutting on me because once you start, I don't know where this ends. That's right. And so we did that in 16, right? And so I was really glad that I I wanted to challenge myself to not just go with the the route of like, go ahead and cut me open and let's like do the steps. So that's when I felt my my body felt because I I had never had that experience of... um, test not coming back right it just didn't feel good and I was and I was nervous you know so same for me now I was probably in my early 30s maybe Mm -hmm. 30 31 around that time actually it was 30 years old when I felt like my body really failed me for the first time and I'm like what's going on I'm a fairly healthy person. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know I was I'm an ex athlete. Yeah. So you know I've always been fairly healthy in shape and things like that. Uh, but then I had this moment where I was having these sharp pains through the base of my back. Mm. I was having chills. I couldn't even stand or walk. And I was like, "What is going on?" I get to the hospital. Come to find out, it's a bladder and kidney infection. Not because I was doing, well, I was doing some things wrong, but all of the things, external things that was going on in my life distracted me from paying attention to my body. Mm -hmm. And my body was shutting down as a result of all the external pressures and stress that was going on. And I wasn't in tune. Girl, I got to the hospital. This was the first time I was hospitalized for days. I was hospitalized for five or six days, the only other time I had been in the hospital for multiple days was to give birth. Mm -hmm. And it was very scary. Mm -hmm. I have never, you know, experienced anything like that. And I never wanted to experience anything like that again. I never wanted to not be in tune with my body the way that I wasn't in tune with my body at that point. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was like, dang, what did I do wrong? How did I miss this? How did I end up here? And I made a commitment to myself moving forward To your point, what are the external things? What's in my environment that led me here? Let's get rid of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what do I need to do to hold myself accountable? And who else in my life around me can hold me accountable to make sure that this type of stuff doesn't happen again? And so it is a very scary experience because when your body fails you, you don't have control. Right. And that is what's so scary to me about it. Yeah. And I think, too, the body is the physical manifestation of what's happening internally, right? Your body gets to the point where it's like, I can't keep letting you operate this way. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing right now is no longer working, Mm -hmm. and the only way to get your attention is for me to, things start shutting down. down. Mm -hmm. Your body will internalize, and things will start impacting your normal functions because your body is operating in the stress. Your yeah. body is now stressed. And it's like, this is the only way I can get your attention. And so it actually will start to, um, quote, unquote, fail us. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? I mean, this is kind of a side note, but I feel like God operates sometimes like that. Mm. When we're doing the most, doing things we don't have no business, out and about, all over the place, and not in line, aligned. He has a way of sitting us down yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and getting our attention in a way that we're like, dang, if I was just paying attention and leaned in a little sooner, I wouldn't even have to have experienced mm-hmm. this. But sometimes God will let us fall. Yeah. Our bodies fail, if you want to use that as an example, um, to wake us up mm-hmm. so that we are starting to prioritize ourselves and pay attention to what's going on. Um and getting rid of getting rid of the things that are not positively impacting our lives. Right. 
So I know that yoga is such a big part of your life. Yes. And you found joy in that, and it's been such a healthy addition Mm -hmm. to your self-care routine. Yeah. So tell me about yoga, because, you know, listen, let me let y'all know. I know nothing about yoga. The only thing I know is downward dog and namaste. That's probably (laughs) it. So please school me, sis. Tell me about yoga, when you jumped on board with it, and how it's changed your life. So crazy enough for me, yoga began in 20... Oh, God. It's been 2006, 2007. Okay. And I had, it was 2007. Matter of fact, I know exactly because I graduated in 06. I moved to Atlanta and I worked for a, a big firm. It was amazing, great people, traveled a lot. But also with that became the ability to eat out. And it was the first time I was away from home because I had done undergrad in Bull City, hometown. And so this is my first time away from home. And so I could eat good. And I was doing that and gained, oh, my God, I gained, I probably gained, you know, they talk about the freshman 15 when you're in college. Yes. Girl, I gained my graduation 40 pounds. Like, oh I gained my, my first year out. So, when I got back, I met um, a colleague, and she had trimmed down from the year before because I was in a grad program. And I said, what did you do? Yeah. And she introduced me to hot yoga. Hot yoga. Hot yoga. So you in this, she was like, okay, look, let me, she prepped me. So let me tell you, now you need to drink a lot of water the day before because the room is like 98 degrees, 100 degrees. Oh my God. You going to, right? All of that. And so I prepped myself and literally the first class, she was like, most people don't make it through the first class, but I was determined. I had drink, right. drinking my water, minding my business. That's right. I had drank my water <laughs> and so made it through the first class and fell in love with yoga then. And so continued to practice. Um, and doing so, weight shed. At the same time, I started eating better. So mm-hmm. I was cutting out certain things, eating salads, drinking my water, not as many carbs. The things we know we're supposed to do. Veggies, anyway. fruits, right? You're supposed right. to do that anyway. But I got intentional about it. Um, and so that's when my yoga journey started in 2010. I mean, 2007, I'm sorry. And so then again, 2010 picked it up. And that's why it keeps resonating because I remember moving back and um, had a studio I loved. And then most recently, last couple of years, got back into it. And so it has been good for me because it started out as a physical thing, but I really got into the root of yoga, which was started as a spiritual journey because yes. you center yourself, your beginning positions and poses are really around grounding and centering and meditating. And so I've been on this journey and I love it because um, different to other forms of health, um, and exercise, it helps you get to just a natural, it's about the natural state of yourself. Yeah. So your body and the poses you do, it leans into your natural curve, right? So I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to have a six-pack. That would be fine, but yeah. my body naturally sheds off the fat and the spaces. Um, it just, it puts everything where it's supposed to be for your natural frame. And that's what I like about yeah. it, right? Because I've always, the joke for me has been like, I don't want to, and to those who do it, I was like, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. But some people, either. that is their form, but yeah. not for me. So that's what I enjoy about yoga, the spiritual piece now. But it, it's meant to be a natural way for your body to stay in tune to itself, right? And that's what I was going to ask you about. I'm glad you mentioned the spiritual piece because initially, you know, when I think of yoga, I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. the spiritual meditation aspect of it all. I am think I don't know what I'm thinking about, but I'm not no. thinking about that. <laughs> so how has it impacted your spiritual and meditation life? Yeah. Because it seems like it's twofold. You get yep. the... The physical health back, but also there's some mental and emotional mm-hmm. stuff associated with that too. Yeah, I think because of um, the pro- and an, 
what I love at the beginning of it, it's a yoga practice because you never are perfect. Okay. So you learn that you practice yoga because you have the opportunity to get better and better. You're never, we're never as humans going to reach this state or this being of perfection. Right. And so we're always practicing. Life is, we're just practicing. Yeah. Because right? none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> no, right? It was that Kiki Palmer who said that. She was like, God, baby, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just waking up every day trying that's to make it. the best decision. Um, But that's winging true. It. You're winging it. Winging and it. so with yoga, you practice. Because some days will be better than others. Some days, my leg lift will be higher than others. And so it became a spiritual journey because it puts you in tune with your body. Yeah. So there are certain yoga poses that if... I've had a long day and my back is hurt. And there's certain poses I do to kind of relax my back muscles, mm-hmm. right? So it the practice of yoga puts you in tune to feel what's happening in your body. So yeah. it becomes one and the same. And yeah. so you start out in a pose and you set an intention for your practice. So that's what I love too because it grounds me to say, okay, who am I? What am I doing this for now? What is what is the next 30 to 45 minutes? What am I? What is the intent of that? And so that's where it becomes spiritual and which I love um, about the yoga and yoga practice. Okay, so you talked about poses. What's your favorite pose? And what was your most recent intention? Oh, girls, my favorite pose is child's pose. Okay. Um, What does that look like? um, (laughs) (laughs) So it is a pose where you are. um, See, I don't need nobody's mind being dirty. But you <laughs> you are. We are all grown over here. I was going to say something so pop culture, face <laughs> down, you know, and the rest. But no, you are um, you are postured. It almost, and I think, too, because it almost feels like a posture of prayer, but you are down, your forehead to the ground, arms stretched in front of you. Your knees are to the edges of your mat, and your feet are tucked under you. So you are trying to then compress your whole chest to your core to the mat. So you're just it's 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 meant to be a resting pose. But for me, I think I enjoy because it almost feels like I'm in a submission of prayer pose. Ooh, I love Um, that. Yeah, and my most recent intent, um, my my most recent intent in my yoga practice was for my father, Um, because he's had. Some health things happen, and so I think for me, it was a moment I needed to kind of honor him yeah. and honor the journey that we have had as father and daughter. And so my most recent practice was the intent was to honor my father in my practice. That's beautiful, mm-hmm. sis. I love that. Thank you. Okay, so we know that black women and our physical health, especially in the world of medicine, it's a little challenging for us. Listen. Right? We, we know what the stats say. We know as black women that we are not believed when we're saying we're in pain and things like that. All sorts of craziness happens mm-hmm. resulting in our deaths or more injury or illness or things that could be avoided. Yeah. Um, but, be, but we're black. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're women. Right. In addition to that. Um, talk, let's talk about how our bodies and the things that we experience as black women it's so different, and then it manifests in our body, right? Yeah. Well, I think from the from the from the core of who we are and the ancestry of who we are, we have birthed the world. Yes. We, you and I, mm-hmm. our ancestry. Yeah. We birthed the world. The heaviness of that alone. Yes. There would be nothing else if not for the black woman. You can argue me down. Science has shown it. They found the parts in Africa. You can trace it. I mean, like, spiritually, all the God, whatever your belief is, we know where the root, the start. It was the black woman in our bodies. 
So that alone in the heaviness of being responsible for mankind, womankind, yeah. is enough to cause stress on anybody. Yeah. Now, then we carry that forward to a westernized space where we've done the transatlantic slave trade. That's right. We are then responsible for nursing and feeding children that Our aren't children ours. and ours. Others, yes, yes. Having a baby, getting back in the field working. Mm-hmm. And no different than we are in 2022, where you have policies and procedures and legislation that has a woman can only be out of work for six weeks before having to go back to work after birthing a child. Let me tell you. But let alone have spouses and people that they care for have to go to work, come back to the children they have, and then we care for our family members who are ill and not doing well. And so you think that all those factors don't impact our bodies? Yeah. So at what point do I have time to take care of me because I'm so used to and the world is staged for me to be taking care of it that I don't take care of myself. And so we are also the least researched. So when you talk about how things impact us, where's the research? Who turns an eye? Where's the data? So when we're making decisions and people can say what they want about and and we're not going to get too political and medical, but in vaccinations and things like that, where's the research that points to that for me that I can trust it even, right? right? And so you have to take a step back and say, with all of that, there's no wonder why women and black women have the most instances of fibroids, stress-related, maternal health care, like all the things that heart care, heart heart health, like no one, the stress that we carry, right? And so I think for me, that is where it's an eye because we've been, and we're still asked to show up. We are still Still asked asked to to show show up up. and expected to perform at the same rate as our counterparts. If not higher. If not and we have to do higher in order to even sit or be positioned where we are where we actually deserve or get the pay that we're actually deserving of. And so you wonder why our bodies are failing. Yeah. Because we we literally carry the weight of the world. Our bodies are taxed. I was um you know, I've shared with y'all that therapy has become something new for me, and I really, really enjoy it. And through therapy, I was talking to my therapist, and we were talking about all the things that I do on a day-to-day basis. And she's like, girl, you only have 128 hours in a week. You're moving like you have 140. Mm-hmm. You're treading water. And when she told me I was treading water, I was like, I am. She's like, you're barely making it. You're struggling daily just to stay afloat, to stay above water. Mm -hmm. And when she broke it down to me like that, of course my body is not operating the way that it should be. Because when are you resting for your body to rejuvenate? When does my life allow me Mm. to rest for my... And not to say that I'm not accountable because one of the things I'm learning in in therapy is prioritizing myself, right? right? But because of the demands of my life, And because I am a woman who is a mother and a wife, a lot of the things that happen sort of naturally fall on me. And because I tend to wear an S on my chest, I take it on because I like to be in control in some instances. But I've realized recently that I am barely surviving because of it. Mm -hmm. And so either I am going to give my body the rest and prioritize myself in the way that I should, or I'm going to die trying mm-hmm. to be all things to myself and everybody else. Right. And when she said it to me like that, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm over here treading water, head barely above. 
I had an emotional breakdown. And it, it causes stress. It causes mm-hmm. anxiety. It causes depression. Black women are stressed. Our bodies, are, because of the demands of our life, are taxed. Mm-hmm. We do not have the medical support. <laughs> no. And it's sad. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. And it's I think hard. it's hard. And I think what I tell women too is we've got to talk about it. Yeah. So there's no, like we talk, started out talking about not having shame, but also so we can be, bring attention to what we endure. I think that's like one um, account that I follow and love is for Cure for Moms. Um, oh. And it's the husband who lost his wife in childbirth because they didn't listen to her that's right. for her pain. And so just the work that he's continuing to do in her honor has made me be like, I got to challenge women to really talk about it yeah. and be okay. And we have often been taught, you don't talk about that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like, no, because who's they're not going to pay attention. And they, as in mainstream media, they, as in the medical community, won't right. pay attention unless we keep knocking at the door and saying, if you want us to keep taking care of mankind, that's right. you better take, take care, care of us. us. There yes. you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have you done? What are you doing to, or what have you done when your body has failed you? And what are you doing to keep your body in optimal health. Yeah, so what I've done when my body has failed me, I've fallen all the way apart. Because right. you got to give yourself time to do that. Therapy <laughs> say, do. go ahead and fall apart. You so do. I fall apart, and then I do an assessment of my environment, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how now I'm thriving. I've done an assessment. I cook more. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at what I'm eating. I look at what I'm drinking. Um, I'm active a lot more, you know, coming from someone who used to have an active, like, life so I'm trying to put yoga back in so I'm yeah. I'm being responsible for the things that I can control yeah. um when it comes to work and life balance I'm trying to make sure I sleep I need I you know I'm a different person if I don't get six to eight hours at night that's it. anything under that you don't want to run into me the next day it's not gonna <laughs> go well but I also know my body needs that that's right? right um and I think the other thing I'm doing from my health perspective is when I'm feeling myself getting to the edge I've had to now, sometimes I've had to say, no, I can't do it because I know if I don't stop, I know now what it looks like to be on the other side and I don't want to do that. That's right. And for me, I sit down Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly going, doing, doing all the things. I got to sit down and I have to stop and listen to my body and give it what it needs. Sometimes that's binging a Netflix series. Sometimes it's eating a good meal. Sometimes it's just rest and locking myself in my room and sleeping uninterrupted, right? Um, And then recently I have been, you talked about an assessment, assessing the things in my life that are absolutely necessary for me and me alone to do Mm. and those things that other people can do that I can outsource or delegate to other people to do so that I'm not carrying everything. And so that's been super helpful in recent weeks of just like, I'm not superwoman. All these other things are not my ministry. I'm going to do what I absolutely have to do, and I'm going to give the other things off my plate to other people so that I am better, not even just for myself, but for my children, Mm -hmm. for my husband, for my business, for my friends, all of those things. Yeah. So um, physical activities, one of the other physical, well, one physical activity that I do since yoga is not my (laughs) physical activity. But I'm going to get into it. Now, y'all, I want y'all to know this. 
the interesting thing, if you've listened to previous episodes in this series, we've talked about how Renee and my oldest daughter are very similar. So over the Christmas holiday, they found that they both shared a love for yoga. Right. And so it was really sweet to see them, you know, in recent time, like doing yoga together and doing all the cute stuff. So that's not my thing. So she has to do that with Auntie Renee. <laughs> but my thing is I like to go on walks. Mm-hmm. I'll go on walks in the neighborhood just to get fresh air, move my body, and it's just me time. I can think, I can reflect, or I don't have to do any of that. I can just be oh. present and walk and take in the fresh air. <laughs> right. Um, what other physical activities have you kind of relied on outside of yoga? So outside of yoga, I will jump into, if I can, any sort of dance class or anything that's like a Zumba because I danced since I was young. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm not good in the gym. So if you put me on a machine, I'm looking at you like you're crazy because yeah. I just, it's boring. But I'll do a treadmill or elliptical machine. Um, I think I love walking too. Like yeah, I've learned, you know, I like walking. Um, in the area I live in now is just so much. So it's good to get out and walk and see what's around. Yeah. So that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to make it, do things that are enjoyable. Like, because if you dread it, you're not going to get the benefit out of yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what time it is. Random. Random rapids. Well, actually, you know what I have? Rapid randoms. Whichever way. They're <laughs> random and they're rapid. You got it. <laughs> okay, so this is when we pull questions out of our little cute little fish bowl. And these are just fun questions just to get to know more about each other and for you all to learn more about us. And this may be something for you to think about for yourself. So you go first, my sister. What do we got? If you attended a different HBCU, which would it be? Okay, so I went to the illustrious Hampton University. Oh, uh-huh, the real HU. If oh, I Lord. went to another one, it would be Spelman. And I'm, I'm in all transparency, that was actually my first choice. I did not get accepted to Hampton, but I'm not, I mean to Spelman, but I'm not going to hold it against them. I really wanted to be like in Atlanta. I wanted to be at Spelman. And so if I had to choose a different one to attend, it would be that. Yeah. What about you? It actually was Spelman. Oh, okay. Because I, I got into Spelman, and they offered me a scholarship, but it was not enough. Spelman okay. was my dream school. See, we were since, dreaming together, sis. Yeah, since 10th grade. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to Spelman. Like, there's nothing yes. you could tell me. That was it. That was going to be a Spelman night. That was it. Um, but because I did graduate from an HBCU, I will say I love North Carolina Central University. Because okay. I don't want anybody that's getting this clip. <laughs> like, see what Renee said? I love NCCU. And everyone knows that, too. And she really does. She was NCCU. Okay? All the things. All right. The next question I'm going to ask. Well, this is a long one. Okay. If you lost your car, <laughs> what would you replace it with if I lost my car? A Segway? Okay. Yeah, I don't mind riding around in one of those things. Get me a helmet. I can get exactly where I need to go. <laughs> I'd get a Segway. What about you? Oh, I want a driver. I don't want to. I just want to sit in the back seat. I got to take it back. I'm okay. getting a driver too. Sis. Why am I doing the work? Get a driver. I didn't get think a that driver. was an option. Mm-hmm. Get a driver. Okay, we getting driven around here. That's okay. how you'll know when I made it. When you're like, I was like, okay, we'll be there, and I'll be in the back seat, and I get a chauffeur. That's what I want. My driver will be there in ten. There you go. Okay, last. This is our third one. So last yeah. one for today. You going out, what you turning up to? Ooh, okay. So lately I've kind of been into Roddy Rich. I kind of like, yeah. Okay. I like Roddy. I actually know who that is. Yes. And um, let's see. Who else? T 
T.I., King of the South, a little bit of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, you got to have a little Beyonce. Yeah. You know, it's not a girl's night without a little B. So <laughs> that's who I'm turning up to. How about you? Um, the song that will get it going for me is Wipe, Wipe Me, me down. down. I knew you were going to say that. Boozy is. Listen. Wipe Me Down. It doesn't matter where I am when that beat drops. It's you, just, you just clear the floor. And I think my friends know they're like, I never forget when Atlanta one night and my one of my friends she had never seen me in my bootsy element <laughs> and my friend was like watch this and that was it that was it so that's gonna be like we'll we'll have a lead up but that's gonna be the song before we get out of the car that's, y'all that's I have witnessed the turn up to bootsy and wipe me down that's how I knew that's exactly what she was gonna say and it's a turn up it's a good time so I'm here for it okay so y'all know we end each episode in this series with our pip so Renee tell us what a pip is and what our pip moment is today yes so a pip is um, passion inspiration and purpose moment because those are the three tenets of God therapy yoga wine and so today as we talk about when your body fails our pip moment is this your body tells you exactly what it needs so take a moment every day to listen your forever body is made now so how will you make it? Mm, I like that. Mm. Snaps. <laughs> so y'all know this was another good, good episode of Been Worthy, the podcast for our God Therapy Yoga Wand series. We know that you guys are going to love it. So don't miss it. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, sis. You know, you can't keep it to yourself. Like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. Renee, tell us how they can connect to God Therapy Yoga Wand. Yes, we are on Instagram under the handle the Renee Edition using the hashtag God Therapy Yoga Wand. We are on Facebook under groups, God Therapy Yoga Wand. Join our forum and community forum. And we're also on, oh, we have a website you that is being built. Um, so become a subscriber, GodTherapyYogaWand.com. And girl, you know I want you to connect with Ben Worthy online at BenWorthy.com and on social at BenWorthyMedia. As always, I love you for listening. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.